What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Declaration Podcast. My name is Ty DeClaire. Hope you're having a great Monday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. Whenever you're listening to this, for me, it is Monday. Yes, another week. (sighs) How's it already September? I don't even know. First, I'd like to thank Patreon. Over in the squad, we have Liam Nolan at Liam Nolan, Matt Nafe at Matt Nafe, and Boyan Antonoff at Boyan V. Antonoff. Thank you all so much. Over in the Angels, we have Chris Pierce at Chris Pierce 103. Thank you very much, Chris. If you want to help Chris give the world a hug, go pick up some letter. Go pet a turtle. I don't know. Cut up your can circles. Whatever, whatever it takes for you to take a step for the environment. I'd encourage you to take it today. It's not like the world's on fire or, you know, everyone's breathing in some, some smoke from a gender reveal party. Oh uh, yeah, here's an environment tip. Don't have a gender reveal party where you can set a force on fire. I think we can all agree on that. I'd also like to thank Mason Tim at MT underscore the underscore RMT. Go get yourself right. Follow him on Instagram. Book in for a massage. Get yourself right. If you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash the declaration online. Love to have you over there. For the mental health check this week, it's an interesting one. Uh, football's back. The Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs. Mm-mm-mm. The Chiefs came out of the gate looking like the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, and that was very fun to watch on a Thursday. And football being all the way back. My Sunday. Oh, Loved it. Like, my whole weekend was actually pretty productive. You know, Saturday, we had a couple dog play dates, got to see some friends, went on a little road trip, and then on Sunday, went up, got up, (laughs) went to play some softball, got home, did some cleaning, did some cooking. It was an all-around great day, obviously, with football being the main bullet point, underlined, italicized, football is back, and I can't be happier with that. Yet, I still feel like I'm struggling. Even when things seem like they should go right, you know, mental health doesn't always go the way we want it to go. (laughs) It doesn't exactly go according to our plans. I've just been noticing recently that, you know, structuring my eating has been more difficult. And, you know, typically I try and go with an intermittent fasting window, talked about on the show before. Um, I typically go with a 16-hour fast, 8-hour eating window, you know, skip breakfast, eat lunch at 12, finish up my eating by 8. And it's, I've had, it's had a lot of trouble keeping in those hours, but not only that, I've just had I guess, trouble having the motivation to want to stick within those hours or I guess to have the accountability or the, I don't, know, I don't know, like resiliency is the right word, but the the oomph to kind of be like, ah, it's past my eating window. I don't want to eat this anymore. And, you know, because of that, definitely put on some weight. Um, it's definitely on a scale. is like, ooh, 225. Your boy's nice and thick. I'm looking like a, like an extra large snack right now. But, um, I think it's probably has something to do with a combo, you know, of doing less intense exercise with doing the yoga every day versus doing the push up or the squats and, 
One thing I've noticed with these 100 a day, 100 day challenges is outside of the exercise I do for those 100 days, I don't really do any other exercise other than like sports or walking the dog. And like that could have something to do with it. But I mean, always when you're looking at weight and you know wanting to get your, you know, if you want to focus on weight is, you know, like where do you want that number to fall in? That's more so on the eating side. And I think definitely the unstructured eating has has kind of led its way to that. And I thought it's just, it's always a good time to go back and kind of review what has worked before and review what's been impactful for you. And for me, I think I've shared this on the show before, back when I was in like a huge binge eating, you know, streak and I didn't know what I was going through. I found this website. Um, it's from Nia Shanks. I'll put in the show, the show notes here for you. And if I ever just need a refresher, I just go back to this webpage and it just sets me right back on track. And I figured I'd go through just some of the tips that really struck home for me on this page and how it relates to my own life. And yeah, just trying to come along. Let's understand Ty a little better as he tries to understand himself. So one of the first tips is to focus on addition rather than subtraction. David Delanav, 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 nailed it. David Delanav mentions when you add something, something naturally has to fall away. And if you're focusing in on actions that you can do, that's, you know, that's better than trying to focus on the, that you're not doing and something that you already have a strong habit of doing. So putting the focus on the things that are actually within your control, that's just huge in general. But when it comes to, you know, binge eating or trying to change a habit that's deeply ingrained, trying to focus on just not doing that habit, you're naturally creating a void by doing that, which will probably only be filled by the negative stuff. Whereas if you add in a positive, the negative tends to fall away. So what can I do in my life right now? You know, I think, I think added in the actual structured window, you know, downloading the app that I had before, like actually tracking that a bit, that would be good. Trying to add in the healthy foods that I want to eat, whether that be, you know, more salads, more things like that. Actually, yeah, speaking of that, before I started the whole work from home thing before, you know, in the before times. I'm still working in an office. I basically brought a salad to work every day. So I was eating a salad most days of the week. And since COVID, my intake of salad has gone way down. And the amount of spinach that I've had to throw out because it's gone bad, it's definitely increased. And, it, you know, I do find it more, I guess, less appealing to choose the vegetable options. I've been trying to actually make that a focus of adding more greens over the past bit. And I do feel like my palate's starting to change a bit, but it's definitely not where it used to be. And again, I think it's just really, really cool being able to see how your habits have changed, how your routine has changed and how that affects you. And I mean, COVID is one of those things. It's going to hold up a mirror and show you your weaknesses, your blind spots, and it'll also show your strengths and what works. So this has been a very difficult blessing, <laughs> I would say, for COVID. Um, other things that I can do, I mean, right now, is adding some additional exercise. 
Um, like I said, during the 100 days, I'm mostly only doing that. My walks, I mean, I'm walking Delilah, but I could definitely make those walks longer. I don't think I've gone for a run since COVID started. Went for like one, and that was about it. So I could definitely get back into running. That'd probably be a good step. I mean, as well, maybe looking into doing some weights or just actual full body workouts, things like that. But, on some, you know, from the non-physical, non-eating side is, you know, maybe I can talk with someone about it. Maybe I can talk with you about it, dear listener. Open up. Be honest. Because a big part of, you know, binge eating or just the unstructured bit of depression, anxiety, whatever you want to put, label you want to put on it, a huge part of it is guilt and shame. And, you know, the pattern that happens is the, you restrict yourself. Because of that restriction, you start binge eating or you do something, you binge something. And then for doing that thing, you have guilt. And then because you're guilty, you start restrict again. And then with that restriction, you start binge eating. And then with that binge eating, you have guilt. And it goes round and round and round and round. The development that I've seen in my life is being able to recognize that earlier. And not being, I guess, unaware of what I'm doing. But I do also notice myself trying to, I guess, hunker down and just trying to get back at it. <laughs> Give myself a couple attaboys and see if that helps, right? But I'm having trouble doing it. And that definitely leaves me with some feelings of guilt. Another, I guess, piece of development is it seems like I'm not experiencing as many ties between my weight and my self-worth, which is a welcome development because that was not always the case. If I saw a number I didn't like on a scale, even though it has no bearing on a lot of other factors, it's just simply a number that doesn't explain a lot of other things going on. I let that determine my self-worth as a human for way too long. But, you know, I think that's also a testament to the work I've done so far. But I do feel guilty for not being the best that I can be. And that's me as a perfectionist. And, you know, I don't think it's out of the ordinary for people who are perfectionists to get caught into these restrictive, disordered eating type structures. I got all disorders. Um, whatever the right word is. And one of my favorite quotes is from Voltaire. It's perfect. Perfect is the enemy of good. Right? Striving for that perfection, it often results in no progress at all. So what are you supposed to focus on if not trying to be perfect? Because I mean, if I mean if I if I shoot for the stars, no, shoot for the moon, I'll I'll end up among the stars. But it's not all it's not that simple. And having the goal of being absolutely perfect, there's not gonna be a lot of, I guess, times along the way where you're able to give yourself a pat on the back, where you're able to kind of look back and say, hey, good job. Whereas Focusing on every little victory and practicing that self-compassion. That's a step. That's a step in the right direction. And for me, I'm a dweller, right? If I'm playing softball and I drop a catch that I know I could get, or if I miss a throw that I know I could make, 
I stew on that. <laughs> I let it stay in my head and I focus on it and it kind of takes me out of my sink for my next throw and my next throw and my next throw. And I dwell on those things. And instead of, of focusing on the things that I can control, like my form, um, you know, what I'm doing, like these, these kind of things, I'm focused on a thing that I can control, which is the past. So I'm not really taking those steps forward. I'm not, I'm not focusing on like the self-compassion of letting that go. Like I, I, these things stick in my mind and it throws off my game. But focusing on a thing that I can't change and not forgiving my mistakes takes me out of the headspace that I want to be in. And when I'm playing, I want to be in this flow state. I, I don't want to be in my head at all. I just want to be doing and I want to be confident. I want to, I want to believe in myself. I want to be thinking ahead. I don't want to be focusing on, am I going to mess up? I want to focus on, I am going to throw this guy out at third. You know, that's kind of the, the thinking and it's difficult to, I guess the best way to put it is there's kind of like self-deprecation thinking that comes from dwelling on your past mistakes literally does not help at all. <laughs> Point blank, period. And, you know, doing some work to reflect on that and to see some of the holes in your game and something to focus on, I think that's, I think that's a step in the right direction. So for me, like, I want to continue just to meditate on the good things, the things that are going well. You know, I still have health. I have a job. I have a lovely dog. And as a quick uh, 60 second Delilah update, uh, so since moving, you know, Delilah's been super, I guess, uneasy, you know, not really used to her new routine, not sure why we're moving. So, you know, it came out in some of her behaviors and she's getting like the six o'clock crazies where she just goes into this energy mode and it's very difficult to deal with. And, um, you know, then she got spayed and had to deal with that, but still not being in her routine. It was a very hectic like month and a half for Delilah. But over the last week, I feel like she's starting to listen some more. She's starting to get back into some of her old routines that were good. And she's learning more too. And she just seems like a lot more happy. So things are going well for Delilah. Yay. Uh, yeah. So next thing that really stands out for me on this Nia Shanks website of the, I think it's called, what is it? 20, 20 tips for breaking free of me. It's neashanks.com slash 20 dash tips dash binge dash eating. Uh, 20 tips for breaking free from binge eating. All back in 2013. Wow. Pat's coming back with some knowledge. Yes. It's one of the other tips that really helps me is to focus on actions and not outcomes. You know, focusing on what I can do to help myself right now. Instead of focusing on the, I think I said the outcome, like the score at the end of the game or the plays that end up equaling that score in the end. Um, this is also one of the books that I, I read by Aubrey Marcus. Uh, it's called Own Your Day, Own Your Life. And it's all about doing these little things throughout the day, which give you control. And it's something you can focus on. It's as simple as, you know, like, Waking up, taking a cold shower, drinking a mineral cocktail, you know, things that are actually very achievable, have direct health benefits, and are not that hard to kind of install 
and also totally make you feel better and make you more function, like way more functional, just a better human being. It's, it's all about focusing on those actions and doing those actions rather than focus on the outcome, right? So if you're trying to quote unquote, lose weight, which I mean, we can get into a whole conversation about that is, are you trying to, you know, are you trying to let go of some fat? Are you trying to get in shape? Are you, are you trying to build muscle? Are you trying just to feel better about yourself? Like whatever that is for you, it's better not to be vague in that sense and better to have a direct focus. But let's say I want to lose weight just as a blanket term, right? Focusing on the number is focusing on the outcome. Whereas focusing on things that you eat every day, the actions that you do every day, the things that you do to help yourself come back stronger every day and to show yourself some self-compassion, your self-love. These are actions that you can focus on. And it's those focus on the actions that's going to bring you forward. One of the things that I want to focus on and something that I do have control over is adding in some self-affirmations again. I usually do these, especially at my lowest. I found these self-affirmations were silly, <laughs> frankly, but they work. And it can feel very very cheesy to do it. But, you know, a self-affirmation can be as simply as, you know, looking in the mirror and saying to yourself out loud, I am statements. All right. So I am enough. I am lovable. I am smart. I am driven. I am resilient. I am confident. You know, sometimes your boy has to remind himself you know, he's, he's that guy, that crown, he's a king, he's, he's deserving, he's worthy. You know, sometimes, sometimes you got to remind yourself. And yeah, it, it can feel very awkward doing this, right? Or even braggadocious. I, I did feel a little bit of resistance saying I am smart because I didn't want to come across as, I guess, narcissistic, right? It, it feels weird to say that. And I'm not trying to be selfish. I, I, I want to be confident. And I don't think it's selfish to be confident. And I don't think it's, I guess, selfish to try and be the best that you can be. And I think that's the striving right now. That's that's the goal. Um that's that's really all I have for you today. It, it was it was difficult for me to get in front of the mic because I didn't really know what I wanted to say. And it's usually those shows that end up turning out like this, where it's about getting past whatever kind of ego, guilt, shame, whatever's in the way of, I guess, talking about what's going on and just sharing that and getting it off your chest and not being the only one who's going through that in your head and just letting that flow. And then that's, you know, that's kind of where this show went. So I don't know if this is helpful <laughs> for anyone, but thanks for listening. Um, yeah, I, 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 this, like the Nia Shanks website, it's helped me many times. Um, if you get anything from this, I'm happy for that. Um, and I would encourage you to share it with anyone who you think would you know benefit from this, but, um, yeah, just don't try and be perfect progress, not perfection. And I think that's a big, that's a big focus and yeah. So let's wrap it up. Um, one tip for a satisfying and healthy life, uh, drink kombucha. Yeah. Uh, if your tummy's feeling ucky, just drink some kombucha. Um, in all seriousness, you know, our guts, our, our gut biome, it controls so many things from cravings to health. I think we have more neurotransmitters in our gut than we do in our brain. 
So taking care of the gut, taking care of the things that actually control these neurotransmitters, I think that's very important. And kombucha is one of those ways that you can add in those prebiotics, probiotics, all the good stuff. Um, I drink the GTs, GT, uh, yeah, GTs, living foods. I'm actually drinking the Cosmic Cranberry right now. Yoo-hoo-hoo. Uh Trilogy's a great one if you're just trying to get started, or if you like ginger, drink the ginger one. It's very good. Um, but yeah, I guess that's my tip. Drink kombucha. One thing I'm grateful for, you, dear listener. A lot of, like I was mentioning, sometimes I don't want to get in front of this mic, and sometimes I think, ah, you know, I'd be... It'd be nice just to take a week off and not have to do this, but I know that that's not really going to bring me what I want to do. That's not going to help. But working out these things, working out through the the uncomfortableness, through the uckiness, and just kind of putting your head down and going through it, I, it, it helps. I feel a lot better now getting in front of this mic, and I wouldn't do it if it wasn't for you. I do it for me. You know, I, I do it. I get this started as a thing. But in the end is, you know, I do appreciate everyone who engages with the show and listens. I really do. And I wish you a great week. I hope uh, you, know, you have a good one. And yeah, just take it easy on yourself this week. Focus on that progress. Focus on what you can control. Add in what you can. And just go forward with that confidence, with that resiliency, with that energy. Remind yourself what your self-worth is. All right. Have a great one. And uh, go find a way to show yourself some love this week. Okay. Bye.